0: Now we already know the skin turned white because it said God turned Miriam white lepers. And now we just heard that Canaan had a curse of God and then we found out when we got to Leviticus chapter 13 verse 33 that that curse was leprosy. Well, let's see some of the things that come out of it. Yellow, thin hair. Blonde, straight hair. Now this sounds like racism. You understand? Nothing but reading the Bible!
1: Ah. Listen... Living... Listening to the
2: Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes! you listen to the Synchronon! The Sick and wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon.
3: Death to the fascist insect that feeds upon the people. I'm Harrison. <laughs> is, that, is that your new catchphrase? Uh, yeah. I borrowed it from the Symbionese Liberation Army, but yeah, that's my new catchphrase. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so are you at an Oscars party or something, or do you have one to go to? Is that
2: why we're doing this remotely?
3: Yeah, that's why you hear all the the, 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 gla- the glass clinking in the background and the nose rubbing and, you know, all that. Yeah. Are you
2: hosting your annual Oscars party <laughs> that you didn't invite me to?
3: Yes, I am. Yeah. Sorry. i can going imagine how tragic your Oscars party would be. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, anti-Semitic Elmo is here. Do you know, anti-Semitic Elmo lives in my neighborhood now. Re- oh, really?
2: Was that the, yeah, guy the guy that used to dress up in the Elmo costume and scream at Jews?
3: Yeah, in Times Square. He yeah, used to yeah. Be in New York. He moved here just like I did. He lives in my neighborhood in a van. Wow. We should get him on the yeah. show. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can invite him to your world. Oscars party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd be my first choice.
2: So It is kind of funny when people bring up like, do you ever go to the award shows? And I'm like, because you live in LA, it's like no. Wh- why do you think I would ever be invited to an award show? Who asks you that? I've been asked that. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've been asked that by fans. Have asked me if like we've ever gone to the Oscars. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been asked that in Michigan. People mm-hmm. I went to high school with, and I'm just like, you. You really think that we would get to go? Maybe because you're in LA, and they think we you're we barely just part got of...
3: a press pass for Alien Con. Yeah, you know? come on. <laughs>
2: On, but I don't know if it's because of the podcast. I think people yeah. think like you live in L.A., so you can just be part of the audience of these things. Right. And so I think they think that like, yeah, I'm, you know every week I'm going to The Price is Right. You know, it's right. like, no, I, no, I've done that once. I got an I'll invite to go to again. Dr.
3: Phil, but it was like I had to be there at like eight on a Saturday or something. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'd almost go right. to
2: that one. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. I want to go to Jim. You know, I've missed going to Jim Jeffries a couple times. That would be kind of a fun show to go to. But those tapings are awful anyway. Usually don't like, I mean, they're usually like fucking a four hour ordeal. You got to sit there and like, yeah, they tell you when to laugh. It's awful.
3: You know, out my window right now, I'm hearing people shouting like it's the fucking Super Bowl.
2: What, at the Oscars? Yes. God, what the fuck is wrong with people in this city? I don't know. They're insane. Who cares?
3: (laughs) I know. People were shouting like it's, you know, oh my God. As
2: if these celebrities need another fucking accolade. You know, honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like
2: they have fucking millions of dollars. They get these fucking care packages that are worth more than my car. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then here's your award. Fuck you. And most of the movies suck anyway. Like Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody is probably going to sweep the Oscars. You see that piece of shit?
3: I did not see it. Oh, no. That was
2: awful. Don't do yeah. it. You know, The Favourite should probably win a couple Oscars. That I was good.
3: Favourite. Oh, yeah, you saw good. that? Yeah, I saw yeah, it last night. It's good. A bit.
2: Mm. But uh, but yeah, like fucking... You know, you know what should win a fucking Oscar? The what? Lords of Chaos movie. Saw that okay. yesterday. That's oh, the yeah. type of movie, if that was in the Oscars, then I'd try to get in the audience. <laughs> um, no, I saw that. Day. Have you heard of that one? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. It's a new uh, Jonas Ackerland film about... It was kind of loosely based on the book, Lords of Chaos, that uh, came out in like the late 90s. But it's about the whole scene of like black metal music in Norway in the early 90s when those dudes from like Mayhem and Burzum were burning down churches. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cor- uh, uh, Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother, plays Euronymous uh, from Mayhem, who is kind of like the, I guess, the... Creator of true Norwegian black metal, but it's a pretty good movie. It's actually a lot more graphically violent than I thought it would be. It's one of those mm-hmm. movies where it's like when someone gets stabbed, it's not just like you stab them a couple times and they die. It's like it's like a thirty-minute death scene, like twenty stabbings. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's no, awful. But uh, mm-hmm. but the movie is pretty good. It's interesting just just to kind of you know have a a narrative around what happened during that time, which is pretty crazy that. Because you had like metal fans here in the U.S. would like you know go to Slayer shows, get drunk, and you know have sex in Camaros. There it's like no, we're gonna burn down churches to bring Odin back. Right, it's like a totally different level of fandom,
3: you know. They're always trying to bring him back. You you know? Know? Yeah, I always
2: got to bring Odin back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a good movie. It was it was good. Mm. I I recommend people checking it out.
3: I think it's um, interesting that they they nominated the Black Klansman. Cause it's it, like, it's probably the, like one of the lesser Spike Lee films, but I think it's like in retrospect, like some of his other films should have won Oscars and never even got nominated, you know? Has,
2: has he won an Oscar?
3: No, he's, I don't even think he's ever been nominated.
2: Like Do the Right Thing didn't get an Oscar?
3: No, it should have. That's crazy. So should have Malcolm X. Yeah, but Malcolm like, X
2: should have, yeah, Malcolm X, I can't believe that didn't get an Oscar. Yeah,
3: had, that was why like people stopped watching the Oscars when Malcolm X didn't get but I mean LA is a racist place so it's like and more so than like like way you know I don't know like I never in New York New York is really seems less racist at least because everybody you meet is like oh I'm a third Jewish and a third black and a third Puerto Rican and you're like how is that even scientifically possible but they are (laughs) you know what I mean everyone's just been like fucking so it's like but here it's like people are just like ooh. You know? Yeah, especially that's the, why. Especially that's why Oscars, he never. Yeah. But I mean, th- you know, God damn, but it's Black Klansman's best movie.
2: It's yeah, Black like Klansman not, was pretty. I think relatively mundane. I just I wasn't
3: even that. Yeah. It's not I, that I great. Watching it and being kind of bored. It's better than Son of Sam. That's the best I thing never I can saw say that about movie. it. Oh, that's that's real bad. So, no, Summer of Sam. <laughs> Summer right? of Sam. Yeah, Summer the, of Sam. Was it was about Berkowitz? like the, the, Yeah, the, it was about Berkowitz, but it was really just a yeah it was a rom-com dumpster in the
2: background yeah that that looked terrible the thing is with Black Klansman just the story didn't go anywhere yeah it wasn't even that great of a story I mean I think he could have used a little more dramatic license in there to make it a little bit more interesting but like yeah even at the end it was very underwhelming yeah yeah that yeah. guy, yeah, but whatever. I mean, I, I,
3: I'm I mean, he st- deserves I'm the stunned. statue, I don't know, Yeah, t- just from his other movies, so I guess that may make sense in that. I'm just if, stunned if, that that guy never
2: got an Oscar, but you know, like, Scorsese didn't get an Oscar for years, right? Or DiCaprio, oh, yeah. or what was it? I think, yeah, the Scorsese movie hadn't gotten an Oscar for years, so who knows how they're, <laughs>
3: who's judging that shit? Right, because... um the 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 academy is biased against really handsome white guys who who slay pussy. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's why he never got. <laughs> that's why he never got an Oscar?
2: Now, if yeah. the new Wabians were yeah. in charge of determining who got an Oscar, I think ah. Spike Lee might win. Oh yeah, you know. Um, I'm surprised. there. Is have you for Is there a, a documentary on the Nawabians? On I don't think so. No. I'm surprised because in this day and age, there seems to be a documentary about every single true crime incident that's ever happened. Yeah, you know, it's that fucking Netflix is like. I think they have their own true crime departments. Like, just scour <laughs> the fucking forensic files and just yeah. we got to make documentaries, nine part series on everything. I yeah. mean, we were talking earlier about that new one abducted in plain sight. It was like a crime. It was like the, like a a molestation case that happened in like the early seventies. Yes, it's truly bizarre. Very interesting yes. watch, but it was like, yeah. Why? Why do we have to keep pushing out these fucking true crime documentaries? Yeah, they're doing everything. I'm surprised they haven't done it on the Nawabians. They actually. That I bet you Spike Lee should do a movie on this guy, Doctor Malachi York. Right. Pretty interesting. Uh, interesting case. Hmm. An interesting interesting case study here. This guy. Um. Mm. Not only was it kind of a cult, it was also a religion. Like, this guy created his own belief system, um, which mixed, like, black supremacist ideas with worship of the Egyptians and the pyramids, a belief in UFOs and conspiracies related to, like, the Illuminati. And Nuwabianism was more, what he called it was a factology, right Mm. knowledge. That's what Dwight York claimed it to be. And he took extreme advantage of its adherence and eventually, like, ended up uh, like molesting kids, like sexually abusing children and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy story. Um, here's a quote. Here's a quote from Dwight York from his lecture "Egypt and the Mask of God," and he spelled Egypt E G I P T. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm sure. you know, I didn't know that much about the Nawabianisms. I know we the Nubians. I know we were talking about doing this intro for a little while and yeah. uh, but i remember at the time when this guy got arrested being like whoa so much of black guys dressed up as egyptians yeah like do you remember seeing they like i georgia. do and they had
3: that they had that awesome like pyramid temple <laughs> <Yeah>. in georgia <laughs> which i always wanted to go to i don't think it's there anymore i think they tore it down yeah I uh, like, right yeah, yeah. the government seized all their assets and tore it yeah. down but I mean it was like uh, they, they had like a club there,
2: like a, in a in a pyramid called Club Ramses. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So uh here's Dwight York from a lecture, Egypt and the Mask of God. And and people seriously, if you actually do a search of Dwight York on YouTube, um, or Dr. Malachi York, there are so many lectures that this guy has done on just UFOs, on the white devil, on uh you know the mothership. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, I, Harris and I were trying to sift through to find clips, and it's like just a just a lot of material out there to go through.
3: And a lot of the audio is not great, so it's oh, yeah, hard. No, it's,
2: it's hard to parse it. Well, it's know. yeah, it's old too. Yeah. So yeah, that's what they're recording it with. But anyway, uh, Dwight York, white people are the devil. They say the Nawabians are not racist. Bullcrap, I am. White people are dev- devils, always was, always will be. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> not a fan of the white devils. No. Um, he says the Caucasian has not been chosen to lead the world. They lack true emotions in their creation. We never intended them to be peaceful. They were bred to be killers with low reproduction levels and a short lifespan. Like this guy created his own science, like his own like evolutionary history of the black race. Mm. He says what you call negroid was meant to live 1000 years each and other humans 120 years. But the warrior seed of a caucasian is only 60 years old. They were only created to fight other invading races to protect
3: the god race the negroids. Well that he kind of stole <laughs> that from um he kind of stole that from uh Nation of Islam. Cuz they did have they, like the thing where but there's a mad scientist named Yaqub who actually created uh, the white race in a laboratory. It was like a mistake. as like a mistake. Um, I mean, the thing is, the thing you have to remember about this is that like, you know, in the 1920s, when there were all these different like cults and like new mystic, you know, religions and things being created in Europe and in America, there was also the, you know, a- there was an African-American equivalent of that where yeah. they're like, they're interested, you know, they're interested in something new and also like, you know, Christianity has, doesn't have the answers for them and has not been great, you know, to them historically. What um, was the whole justifying slavery thing? So, like, they were looking at other places. So that's what led to, like, you know, a lot of the st- stuff that sprung from Marcus Garvey and then, you know, Rastafarianism and uh, the Nation of Islam.
2: And, and that's the um, thing. Like,
3: this guy took bits and pieces of all of that. And kind well, of create yeah. his own theology. I mean, but so did, you know, Christianity. Also yeah. took bits and pieces, bits and of, pieces of paganism and, and Judaism. Judaism and, yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, every religion does that to some degree. I think the this was, was every now and then people who get this kind of power just fucking abuse the fuck out of it. Like this guy, like Jim Jones, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah then they actually, kinda, I think it's rare when somebody control. gets this kind of power and doesn't abuse the fuck out of it. Well, what, what really. makes
2: me wonder is why do they desire this power in the first place? Right. Is, is that what they want? And so, so it's interesting here he says, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Caucasians went insane. They lost control when they were left unattended. They mm. were never to taste blood. They did and their true nature came out because their reproduction levels are cut short and their sexual organs are made the smallest so that female of their races <laughs> would want to breed with Negroids to breed themselves out of the existence after 6,000 years fair fair enough i mean he has got a number with that one i guess black guy's like yeah that makes sense yeah um he says it took 600 years to breed them part man and part beast that's what uh that's what we are part man part beast um yeah dwight dwight york dr malachi york you don't have a great track record yeah
3: (laughs) you know i mean i don't know
2: what am i gonna say um he was born 1945 in Boston, Massachusetts, according to his birth certificate. However, um, if you, there, you know, there's other sources saying he's born in Jersey, New York, Baltimore, or even Ghana. Um, but when he was young, he was raised in Massachusetts. And at the age of seven, he went to Aswan, Egypt to learn about Islam with his grandfather. Mm. So his grandfather was a Muslim and he took him there to, to teach him about Islam. And, uh, as he came, when he came back in the, in the, to the United States in 1957, so he was there for a few years, at the age of 12, he continued to study uh, Islam. So in the late 60s, York started progressing, yeah, I guess, in the Islamic faith, but his own version of it. He started, calling, he started referring to himself as Iman Isa, And this guy had many monikers. He had many names for himself. Over the years, mm. um, he combined elements of the Moorish Science Temple of America, the Nation of Islam, the Nation of Gods and Earths and Freemasonry, and founded a quasi-Muslim black nationalist mo- movement and community. He called it the Ansaru Allah Community, the AAC. Mm. So this was in like the late 60s.
3: Are you familiar with the Nation of Gods and Earths?
2: No. Is that, is that like a Freemason sect?
3: No, they're the five percenters. What, so what like, is that? they were, they were like kind of a split. They split off in the '60s from um, the Nation of Islam, and like, like I was reading about the the Nuwabians, There's a lot of like the Nuwabians influenced a lot of like '90s Atlanta-based hip hop.
2: Yeah, they did actually. You know,
3: like a lot of like you know, like a lot of the ideas and, show up in their yeah, lyrics Goodimam. and stuff like and that. Yeah, people
2: said in uh, uh, one of the Outcasts videos. Uh, They were
3: actually wearing the uniforms of some of the Nawabians. Right. Well, like like in the same way that the five percenters, it was kind of like it was a split off from the Nation of Islam. Um, And it was it was more it it sort of took some of their more esoteric ideas and 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 sort of raised those up while taking some of their more restrictive ideas um, like you can't sell drugs or you can't drink or do drugs or, you know, and, and relax those. You know, so like oh. a lot of like a lot of, you know, it became the religion of, of a lot of people, including some people who were like black Muslims you who know, wanted to smoke weed. In, yeah, de- smoke weed or, or deal drugs or whatever. Um, and it became popular because like if you listen to like actually a lot, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang was really into five percenters. And their their symbolism is all through their lyrics. You know, the gods and the earths and the whole oh, thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Huh. And and I think not not just Wu Tang. I, I I'm not I don't listen to much Jay Z, but I think Jay Z too was, was uh, into the pasta news
2: from De La Soul. Mm-hmm. He used to be. Uh, well, he was definitely influenced by it. Yeah, or referred to uh, the gods and nurse in his, yeah. some
3: De La Soul songs. I don't know if they're still. I think they're still around. Yeah, they're still I'm not around. Sure. They I mean, don't. The they have They haven't around. like <laughs> gotten sent to prison for doing horrible things, as far as <laughs> I know. So I think they're still around. So York started the
2: AAC. Late 60s, and he instructed mm. all the members to wear black and green dashikis. So mm. it was kind of like the black power thing going on there. Right. Um, around that time, too, this, in uh, 1964, uh, he was arrested for statutory rape for having mm. sex with a 13 year old girl. He was given a suspended sentence and put on probation. But then mm. a year later, he was arrested for possession of an assault weapon. And so he served he- three years in prison. And so mm. it was around that time when he got out that's when he started the AAC. And uh, he would just like sell pamphlets and uh, incense, like on the streets of Harlem. Mm. Um, And so as his, uh, I guess the AAC started picking up and people used attracting followers, um, he uh, ended up having like a whole group of people that were like selling the pamphlets and the books and the incense. And the literature raised money for York and his group um, to move to Brooklyn and start like their own, I guess, kind of like their own church there. Mm. Um, and so it was around this time that he adopted the moniker Doctor Malachi Z. York, but he also had another a number of other titles, including the Supreme Grand Master Doctor York, mm. Naya Malakazidak L. and Chief Black Eagle. He went by for a while too. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it was said too around this time in the in the seventies. He learned. He added. Miracle performance to his repertoire. Mm. So he claimed to be able to materialize sacred healing ash in front of people, which is something like uh, the Sai Babas did in India. Oh, you've, you've ever seen that? No, you can watch videos online where it's like mm. uh, Sai Babas will just like bring out healing ash just in a bowl, it'll just appear. Not quite sure exactly mean? how they do it. What do it. you
3: mean it'll just appear? It's
2: like a magic trick. It's, I think it's all okay. sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah. But uh, apparently, this healing ash is supposed to like heal people of things. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. All right. But it's. Uh, I think it's an easy trick to do. Mm. So that's why a lot of these people uh, tend to do tend to tend to adopt that one. Add it to the repertoire. Mm. Um, so it was around this time that uh, that Malachi's, Malachi became very anti Christian. And he was preaching that Christianity is a tool used by the devil, the pale man, to keep you, the Nubian, man, woman, and child, blind to your true heritage and perfect way of life, Islam. He says Christianity is another form of slavery. Right. Um, And so uh, through the 70s and 80s, the AAC really took off. Eventually, he had about 500 people living in about 20 apartment buildings in the Bushwick District of Brooklyn. That's, what, didn't a lot of Jews live in Bushwick? Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if they kind of like – I highly doubt there was a, an, a harmonious
3: existence with them. Do you remember in uh, – I think this was in the early 90s in Crown Heights. There was like this, this kind of uh, feud between the, um, the, the black community there and the Hasidic community. Because it was like this, this acidic rabbi like ran over like a like a
2: eight year
3: old black girl or something and kept driving. It um, didn't stop,
2: and he he said he was like scared or something. He thought he was going right. to be like
3: pulled out of the car and beaten. Right, and they kept driving. So then, like in retaliation, I don't know, they beat Did the they fuck beat out of some. beat up a
2: couple, Yeah, beat up a few uh, like kids or something. Yeah, yeah, something
3: like that. Yeah, uh, and then it went back and forth. I don't know whatever came of it. <laughs> Probably Giuliani had everything burned to the ground is probably what became of it. I'm not really sure. Well, but. I mean, the thing is the AAC had just like all these bookstores, these Eye of Egypt
2: bookstores all over that area. I mean, at the time is all throughout. There was one near my house
3: when I lived in Fort Greene. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, you so, could get like dope statues of Anubis and shit. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. But I
2: mean, what do they have? Just like Dr. Malachi's books there that you could yeah, buy? Yeah, yeah. 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 Gift shops, clothing. And I mean, at the time, even the 70s and 80s, there are like chapters founded in other cities in, uh in Trinidad, London, Toronto. Right. And he
3: was like, but I mean, to be fair, you know, you know, because it's like I know you'll probably bring up the anti anti-Semitism of these groups. Um, if you live in Brooklyn for any period of time, you will hate the fucking Jews. Oh to, you know what I mean? No, I mean, I've been there enough you know? to be annoyed like, by them. <laughs> yeah like you will like i totally understand the anti-semitism of anyone who's lived in brooklyn for any amount of time <laughs> <laughs> i almost got ran over by
2: a bunch of jews on bikes yeah they were passing out little phrases from their i don't know the head rabbi or something i was just like god what are you doing
3: those fuckers
2: yeah um but yeah so anyway you know what's interesting about uh, the Nawabians <laughs> is they didn't seem to be as anti-jew as they were anti-christian mm. i mean i do I, uh, don't get me wrong I don't think they enjoyed the presence of Jews right. in their lives either but the, the nation of Islam appeared you know seemed to be much more anti-Semitic than the Nawabians the Nawabians just kind of thought ju- the Judeo-Christian religion was there to enslave the black people right um,
4: but Which, yeah so you know,
2: during, yeah, <laughs> I, know. Well, I mean yeah. I, mm. the argument can go both ways mm. um, so through the the 70s and 80s as the ADC was uh, was expanding in popularity York Started performing as a vocalist with his own like R&B groups. Mm. Yeah. Um, he had a group called Jackie and the Starlights. He had a group called The Students. He had a group called The Passion. And he actually launched his own record label there called Passion Productions. When was this? This is like in 1985. Okay, yeah. And uh, he recorded as a solo artist, just Dr. York. I kind of want to get some of this stuff on vinyl. Here, I'll play a little. This is a song called Don't Stop. Uh, Dr. York's song. Funky. It's like cameo.
3: It is not like cameo. Cameo is <laughs> way better than this. <laughs> Fuck you. Got the 808 go in there.
2: Yeah, the pictures of him though on the uh, the cover hilarious. I almost just kind of want to get it just to have it if I can find it. Kind of get the idea here. Yeah, me yeah, I fast forward words you can hear his voice. See, if I listen to this and I found out the guy had a church, I'd be like, I'm Jordan. And then they'd be like, We don't allow white Jews in our church, all right? Sorry, David. You know what? Cameo could
3: fuck circles around this guy, (laughs) all (laughs) right? I always went to that cameo show. Ah, I Um, know. But it was like cameo with like the time. More stay in the time. Yeah, more stay in the time. And Zap. And Zach. Wow, we should have gone to that. I wanted to, but it'd be like me and then, like, you know, 4,000 middle aged black people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it'd be, it'd be a little weird.
2: So, Dr. Yeah. York's Nawabian teachings, as you yeah. said before, had an effect upon hip hop and black culture in New York. Uh, journalist here, Adam uh, Heimlich of the New York Press, suggested that um, Jazzo, Dougie Fresh, Africa Bombada, um, Pasta News from De La Soul, the guys from Mob Deep and MF Doom, um, all cite Nawabian teachings in their lyrics.
3: I hear one of those guys got sickle cell from Mob Deep. <laughs> it's one of my favorite
2: like uh, put downs. Yeah, is from Tupac. <laughs> I hope one of you get guys got a heart got attack cell. or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there are Nuwabians though who perform mm. their own indie hip hop. They call it Nuwop, such oh. as Daddy Kush uh, Twinity, Nefu, Amum hotep, and ninth scientist. You ever heard of that?
3: No, but I like, Oh, I and Jedi mind tricks.
2: I've actually heard of
3: Jedi I mind like tricks. All the names. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jedi mind tricks. Have you ever listened Twinity? to
3: Twinity? What is it? Twinity? Yeah. Twinity with a W. Twinity. I like it. Yeah. It's called new WAP. And, and anyone with ho chap in it is, is lo- <laughs> lovely, you know? So Good. if you,
2: if you think about when, uh, he was espousing all these these ideas of black supremacy. So at the time, like in the 60s and 70s, that's when you had like the Black Panthers. That's when you had, you know, people were bringing back the teachings of Marcus Garvey. So racial divisiveness like was all over New York. Right. And so York understood the pain of the city's African-American community. And I think he just kind of, you know, used it. I don't want to say manipulated them but in a sense he kind of built on it and in lectures he reworked religious texts to favor ideas of black supremacy and claimed every prophet from Jesus to Buddha and Muhammad were all dark-skinned woolly-haired people
3: oddly enough that's the same thing Jim Jones did he was saying that they're all uh, um, black people he he was saying some of, no, he wasn't saying they're all, but he was saying like proposing that uh, those ideas so that, I mean, that's why he, that's why like most of the people at Jonestown were black, you yeah, know, because a lot of his, a lot weird. of his ideas were, were just, you know, but, uh, sort of shaped to, 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 to you know, dr- drive them to him, you know, because a lot it, of, a lot of Jim Jones's stuff was like, it was Christianity it was also socialism and a weird mix of stuff like that, you know? But don't you think
2: it'd be more credible if a black man was telling you this?
3: Yeah. You know, no, I, I guess that I guess that goes to, sh- you know, to speak for Jim Jones personability, I guess, you know. <laughs> but I mean, um, that's
2: what that's what York did. He was able to convince hmm. his followers that, you know, they weren't all, you know, criminals like hmm. the, how the media cast most black people at that time, especially in New York City. Um, he, he claimed that they're gods. And so I think it just instilled this sense of pride in, in people, you know. Instead of like uh, you know growing up seeing white Jesus, white Moses, now it's like no, these people were black, right? They're never white. And so I think it was very you, you know, know it became they were probably tragic.
3: brown to be to be yeah fair, to be honest you know yeah, people were...
2: never really have uh, determined what race the Egyptians were. I mean, here's really? uh, here's some of the teachings they never of... did. No, they've ne- they they've never they definitively know. proven what race the Egyptians are. All right. Like if they're black, if they're you know Middle Eastern, right? They're probably um, Middle Eastern, I would imagine. imagine. Right? I'm assuming, oh. although I mean, yeah. you know, it's Northern Africa, right? So yeah, who knows? Um, this is from a Dr. Malachi York lecture. Does the pale man have a soul? Keep in mind the audio is not great. Okay. I love the uh, the cover here um, mm-hmm. under their YouTube cover image has a picture of George W. Bush, and mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going on here in the bottom right, but. kind of scary
0: and me and him will work together for the betterment of our people and the five percent nation poor righteous teachers we will work together for the betterment of our nation i only require you to know one thing and that is who the devil is (laughs) because if you don't know who the devil is brother i can't trust you
2: dollars and donuts you really
0: think jack nicholson is not the devil
3: (laughs) he is the devil now
0: we use a capital t (laughs) <laughs> the devil. If you are still under the impression that there is no, the white people are not the devil, and it's in the Quran, I'm telling you, Muslims, it is in the Quran in Arabic.
3: It tells. So there you go. Why it's is he the saying the Quran like a Klingon? Is that how you're <laughs> supposed to pronounce it? I, you know, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right. He said
2: he's, he's doing like a click there, like a yeah, kan. Yeah. Um, he All goes right. on for a bit, but let me see if it's, there's one other good part here. The
0: white man is the devil in the Holy Quran, in the 51st chapter, the 7th verse. It says, the man, the jinn of man, physical. And most of the Qurans y'all read, you Ali and them in the top they say the devil. The devil is a man. <laughs> but you don't want to believe that. And not believing that is why you're suffering. See? The white man is the devil. And you are the seed of Adam and Allah has cast both of y'all and the earth to be enemies to each other.
2: <laughs> Sowing the seeds of discontent there. Um, but he was, you know, York was very influential. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing he was doing, and this is kind of what makes, with, I, I guess it's kind of like the turning point from where well, I mean, is. you know,
3: to be fair, that's not like that different than the things that Malcolm X was saying. No, I mean, The it's, big, it's the big difference being that Malcolm X had no... Devious agenda. You know what I mean? Well, that exactly. Like, like, yeah, this guy had like a. De- Malcolm X was actually trying to help people. He wasn't trying, you know, he was actually trying to help a people that were like, you know, s- stepped on. Um, well, that's and the this thing guy too. was like
2: well, trying to do exploiting. fucking
3: shady shit, you know? Yeah, and
2: manipulating them. And this is kind of where the turning point, where it becomes from a religion or a theology to a cult. Because like Malcolm mm. X, I mean, he was a black Muslim. He was, you mm. know, preaching the teachings of Islam whereas like what York was doing is he was taking this religion, twisting it for his own means, as you're saying, for his own benefit. So right. what he had, uh, AAC members do in Brooklyn, they had to surrender all of their possessions to him. Mm. They had to live in his barrack style apartments and work for free. Some were given a daily quota of 25 to a hundred dollars, which they had to reach by begging or selling the, his literature and those who did not meet their quotas were beaten or otherwise disciplined by his thugs. Like he had a whole crew that would go out and collect money from all these guys who were selling the pamph- pamphlets and the incense.
3: So um, it's basically like Scientology if L. Ron Hubbard was also fucking 11-year-olds. Yeah, which okay. I
2: don't know if he did, but didn't he have some crazy sex parties and boats back then?
3: He did some stuff on boats, yeah.
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> um, York controlled his followers' lives the completely. He chose their spouses. He mated them according to his whim. Oh,
3: my.
2: Uh, men and women lived in separate buildings, and when they wanted to have sex, they were forced to ask for his permission to use a designated sex room.
3: <clears throat>
2: and sex with one's one spouse was a privilege granted when one's duties had been performed to his satisfaction. So York was using this whole group, especially mm. at the time in, in Brooklyn, as his personal harem. I mean, he was able to have sex with any woman in the cult, and he allegedly impregnated a lot of them. And it wasn't long before, uh, before like, the cult started that he started to pursue underage girls. Like a lot of the girls he was having sex with, their age just kept decreasing, which is alarming. Um, his son, I guess, testified that York had purchased uh, 80-acre property— in the Catskill mountains in like 1983 and he Mm. used it as a retreat home that he called Camp Jazzer, J A Z Z I R. Um, his son said he spent about $5 million to build the mansion on the land and girls and women were bought to Camp Jazzer by van and they lived in trailers attached to the house. Mm -hmm. So it was his own personal harem that he, that he had live up there. Um, Several women testified during the trial when he was, uh, uh, when he was on trial for um, uh, molestation that uh, one girl said when she was a six-year-old, she was sent to Camp Jezer where uh, York molested her. Another, another woman recounts being manipulated into having sex with York when she was just 12. And a lot of the older women that were in the cult would help groom the children by showing them porn and sometimes even participate in the molestation. Hmm. Yeah, pretty, pretty dark, pretty dark. Um, So it was around this time that uh, I think uh, the FBI started investigating. Obviously, I mean, you know, the, the, the police are going to be aware of uh, things that are going on when, like, guys have guns and there's, like, you know, sex trafficking going on. So if the FBI started investigating. I think what happened is uh, uh, that's what caused um, York to look into moving the operation to Georgia. And so Mm -hmm. this is like late 80s, early 90s. He ended up buying a 476-acre property in Putnam County, Georgia. Damn. And he moved there with the members of the Brooklyn chapter. Uh, The relative isolation of the land appealed to him, which that's another cult thing. It's like when you can move to your own compound and no one's going to bother you. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's ideal. Like, I mean, realistically, how large Mm -hmm. could he grow in Brooklyn?
3: I mean, I was watching one of the um, sermons of this guy, that you sent me. And um, the interesting thing about I think it was the one called The Real Truth of Jesus. And the interesting thing about it, because he was, he was a really good preacher. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't really do this without being a good preacher. Um, but um, he was a really good preacher. But it was like, if you listen to a lot of the sermon, it was basically just like stand-up comedy. I you know, know where people are laughing. There's like a laugh yeah, track. Yeah, people laughing. Like he was just talking, like he was explaining these biblical passages. And he was just like, you know, he was like, he was like, in 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 Matthew 20, 36, you know, Jesus Christ said, take heed. And he's like, and now if you're sitting next to God and God is telling you to watch out, man, you better watch out. And he's and it's like yeah. it's like he's fucking all of a sudden he's like, you know, fucking Kevin Hart or something. And like he's, you know, he's got it. And it's one of those weird things where it's like, if you're not if you have any comedic ability, you can really use that in well, any kind of a charm. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and but that, you know, it's interesting. I, I listened to that clip too. And he hmm. was saying like, you know, you better watch out when God's saying that. But he actually would swear. He's like, you better yeah, yeah. fucking watch out. Right. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I think that almost made it more appealing, more authentic to people.
3: As far as biblical comedy goes, it's very funny. Yeah. I, I, I very much enjoyed <laughs> it, you know. so
2: So yeah, at the yeah. time... The reason why what prompted the move is he's being investigated by the FBI for criminal acts allegedly committed by its members in Brooklyn, including arson, uh, possession of illegal weapons and welfare fraud. And so when he moved to Georgia, he dropped the pretense of being a Muslim. He changed it. The group went through several names and identities for a while. Um, He even tried to he tried to claim that he was a, a Native American. And he called himself Chief Black Eagle of the Yamasee Native American Moors of the Creek Nation, which I don't even know what that means. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then he tried to apply for a license for a casino and he was denied. (laughs) So then he was like, all right, we're the United Nation of the Nawabian Moors. And then uh, he started using an Egyptian motif at this time. And that's when he started identifying himself as a god from outer space. Mm. Um. And yeah, and this is when like these lectures started taking, this is like the 90s, they started taking this weird turn into like he was lecturing about UFOs and devils. Um, here's one, uh, one from like his uh, lecture on UFOs, let me play a little clip from this.
3: He's talking about Tesla.
0: Yeah.
3: Kind of hard to understand. He said Tesla, Einstein, Paul Newman. Paul Newman, yeah. They,
2: I swear to God, that's what he said. <laughs> he did. He said Paul Newman. I'm okay, going to turn it up right. a little bit so you can hear yeah.
0: those.
2: He's talking about like multi-dimensions and crafts, like, so- like flying saucers. Yeah. That's what he's talking about right now.
0: They only talk more set you're not. So to
2: go with this
3: Roswell thing.
0: Roswell. One of the final sources crashed. That makes it real. And that's just now, we can't prove
3: that it didn't crash, but we won't say it did.
2: <laughs> so right here he's like already promoting the conspiracy theories and stuff about aliens.
3: Well I feel I feel obligated to um for my, for the, you know, the 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 I feel obligated to point out here that, uh, the idea that like UFO, like as soon as you start talking about aliens and UFOs, you're crazy. That, that whole thing was, was actually the department of defense. You know, that was their strategy is to make people who talked about UFOs and aliens seem crazy because I mean, I'm not a big alien UFO guy, but I mean, there's more evidence that UFOs and aliens exist than there is than that fucking God exists. So why is it so crazy, in my opinion? Well, I think he was doing it
2: to kind of uh, fortify the belief system he's he's making about this, you know, the mythology about the Nawabians and how they're like Egyptian Moors. And so in Georgia, when he was there, he had his followers build pyramids. Out mm. of wood and stucco and other egyptian style buildings on the compound i mean there's pictures of these
3: is that still there it isn't though right No,
2: nah, the, the compound's been torn down i Fuck. wish i could have seen this yeah uh they called the compound tama ray and mm. most of the Nawabians at tama ray lived in cheap trailers while york lived in a mansion on the property but there are about like 400 Nawabians living in the surrounding area um they said uh there's some pictures here of the egyptian temple tama ray And before its demolition in 2005, there was like a cartoonish pyramid and Sphinx monuments that they had built. Mm. Yeah. And so the Nawabians declared themselves a sovereign nation and they beefed up their intimidation efforts. They uh, would guard the compound with machine guns. And so this is where it becomes problematic with the government. I mean, had you not like, could you imagine being a... This is
3: the kind of stuff that I actually like, probably my favorite part about America... You know, is like if I ever to live society? in another country, just like these weird groups that are insane, and they're like, We have this giant sphinx and we have guns, and don't come here or we'll kill you. Like, I this is the kind of shit I love about America. Like, you know, my you favorite know, part about America, I think.
2: Everywhere I, I tried to read about the Nawabian belief system, every yeah. single article I read is like, It's too convoluted to sum up in just a couple sentences. It's real hard,
3: man. Yeah, but, but
2: the basic premise. Yeah. is that while some races share a common ancestor with modern apes, mm. dark-skinned humans were born of mm. an ancient superior alien species. Right. Yeah. And uh, the group believe that the that Nuwabianism, they're descended from an ancient Egyptian, all-black ancient
3: Egyptian race. I mean, it's basically just like, you know— Theosophy, but with it, you know what I mean? Because theosophy was twist. like, oh, we yeah. white people are descended from the Lemurians and the Atlanteans and the fucking, you know, whatever made up, you know, Hyperboreans. Well, the Aryans um, had their own, you know, creation myth as well. Yeah, that's what that was. They, yeah, the I mean, Aryans are from the Atlanteans. The, the Atlanteans and the Lemurians and the fucking Hyperboreans. And this is basically just that transposed, you know, very similar. So, um, So his Doctrine, though,
2: was always changing and it was mm. multifaceted. I think as he read more books, I think as he read more science fiction books or saw movies, he was <laughs> like, I'm going to borrow this one. Yeah, yeah. But it had like a Baroque cosmology, unconventional theories about race and human origins, cryptozoological and extraterrestrial speculations, throwing a little black nationalism, a little conspiracy theory, and a couple religious practices from Islam. And some other, uh, you know, uh, Sufism and stuff like that.
3: What does it mean when a cosmology is baroque? What does that mean? I
2: don't know. Like, what's okay. it like a like a complicated I've... cosmology? I'm not quite I sure. Yes,
3: like, like there were powdered wigs involved. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't understand that. Um, yeah, he claimed to be an extraterrestrial
2: master teacher from the planet Rizq, Rizq, Rizq. Riz-Q? I'm not sure. R I Z Q. Okay. That's where he came from.
3: My cat's name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says we've been coming to this planet before it had your life form on it. My incarnation as Ilah Mutajazid Avatara was originally in the year nineteen forty five AD. In order to get here, I traveled by one of our smaller passenger crafts called the Sham out of a mother plane called the Merkaba or
3: Nibiru. I've heard that term Nibiru being used before. Nibiru, I've heard that too. Yeah. Isn't that like a fucking sun? Isn't it that, that we were going to interview some crazy woman?
2: Oh, oh the yeah. non-existent the, planet. The non-existent planet. The woman, wasn't she at AlienCon?
3: She was at AlienCon. The, the the woman that was dressed yeah. up like she's in that video, I think. Oh fuck, you know what? I was, I was supposed to, I just you just reminded me. I was supposed to I was going to go to the Consciousness Expo, which was this weekend. I forgot about it. <laughs> Every year in LA, they have the Consciousness Expo, which is like a new age. Teal Swan was speaking there. You know uh, you know, we should have gone there and done another. I know we like, should have. You know Teal Swan. Like... You know her? No. Who's that? Oh, she's great. She's a YouTube cult leader. We should get her on the show. She's very cute. She won't be on our show. No. Oh. She's already. She's got. She's a living god now. You know. <laughs> she's the... I know the fucking living gods never come. Yeah. are like too holier than thou. You know, literally. Yeah. They're. I mean, if she told thou, me but... to walk into the ocean, I'd walk into the ocean. <laughs> I like her videos a lot. She's great. I love her.
2: Um, here's a clip of uh, York talking about the mothership.
0: Okay. You know you're looking at your watch. I got to be the word to tell Here is a quarter According to 10, you're still talking to brother and white. Standing, something about you keep pulling you to them. They say a white man know what encounter of a third kind is. Because he remember the first encounter was when the masters came down. The second encounter is when Jesus came down. And he knew the third encounter would be when the mothership comes. He knows what he's talking about.
3: Is he talking about like the Funkadelic Parliament mothership? He's talking about that. Um, he's also talking about the movie Stargate. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Yeah. You kind of have to pay attention to what he's saying. because It's kind of hard yeah. to understand at times.
3: Yeah.
0: And he knows it's inside y'all is a drive to find, find your way, way back, back to the ship. It's something inside that's driving you. And, and those books got some magic, magic power in them that makes make you keep going back, back to the next book. book. It's another book out. It's another book out. You <coughs> write in your mark and you're scribbling the checking. You're check check it. saying, dang, dang, uh-huh. I found I a phone. Let me check, check this out. Come out. here, swear I you got it, and I
2: almost sounds like an Eddie Murphy character. I know. Believe it or not, he actually had his own Egyptian language that he created called Nubik.
3: Do you, do you hear about this? Mm, I don't think so. Oh yeah. yeah. I did read about that. The, yeah. The language, the, the language. Yeah.
2: Well, certain Nuwabians, mm-hmm. uh, more like all these Egyptian style robes and accessories, depending on their rank. Um, and they, and then, yeah, and as they rose the rank, they would speak Nubic, which was like this pseudo Egyptian language that he created. And a lot of it was like word combinations. Like he called Caucasian means carcass Asian, degenerated Asian. That's what Caucasian means. Yeah, that,
3: that tracks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Jesus is a combination yeah. of the words Jah and Zeus. Right. And USA is from the Egyptian word Yusa, which means I. Yeah. Uh, all I'm right. Not sure where it's going, where he's going. The all with
3: seeing that. eye yeah. on our money, I guess. Yeah. And the Masons and the Build a Bear group. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, Zionism. So they had yeah. their
2: whole Egyptian thing going on, and they were making a lot of money. Like mm. they're making about five hundred grand. Like uh, they, they did one day. They did a. Ooh. They had a holiday called Savior's Day, which is a celebration of York's birthday, and uh, they, they raked in like a five hundred five hundred grands in donations that day. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean they were making money.
3: Man, and, uh, I mean, I, you know, I've always dreamed of having like the the charisma and stick to itiveness that this like guy has to start cult. a cult. You know, I just don't you, think I'm.
2: Yeah, I just don't think I don't.
3: I'm, uh, I just don't have it. Charming. I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have that.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I, just, uh, I wish I had the charisma. I, I just don't think I yeah. have the charisma of a cult leader. Um, and this is when they started doing the network of bookstores, All Eyes on Egypt, that was just still bringing in funds, you know, through um, members raising money and holding jobs and things like that. And one of the other group sources of revenue was a nightclub called Club Ramses, which I wish I could have gone to. It was in mm. one of the pyramids. And it was like an all-night thing. They'd have all-night parties there. Uh, but it, because it wasn't zoned to be a club, you know, uh, especially because it was being operated illegally, in May 1998, police officers shut down the club. And in Where response, was the club? this is in Georgia,
3: oh, okay, mm-hmm.
2: in uh, a town called Eatonton. And in response, Nawabians printed slanderous articles about the government officials of Eatonton. Um, they claimed it was racism.
3: How many? Uh, let me ask you something. How many guys at Club Ramsey's do you think were wearing purple Nehru suits? <laughs> <laughs> at least six okay yeah, yeah that's what i was thinking
2: yeah i wonder if like people are just walking around dressed like a, a anubis you know like the god of the underworld or like th- did you have to dress up as an egyptian
3: i don't know you know i wore i i when i lived in that neighborhood i bought a Nehru suit when i lived in fort <laughs> green i brought a black Nehru suit and i wore it to my sister's wedding do you still have it um no because I was fat at the time. I was a fat guy in a black Nehru suit. I looked like a fucking, you know, shitty supervillain, you know? <laughs> it's was, it was not good. But, so but they, those are the only suit stores
2: in my neighborhood, you know? I don't know. So they threatened town leaders and disrupted government board meetings about this. Um, and they claimed that the whole attempts to regulate their buildings and their complex, their, their compound were racially motivated. And it got so much attention that Al Sharpton, came out to Tama in 1999 to speak against the town's ostensible racism. Cause when Al Sharpton comes out, that means it's serious. Um, Jesse Jackson also spoke at Tom Ray in support of the Noapians. I wonder if they regret
3: that now. Probably, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like a, you know, it's not a big leap to say anything in the South that's racially motivated. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean <laughs> like, what you, yeah. So, so one of his sons,
2: I guess, uh, was troubled by the news about what was happening at the compound at the time. And he confronted, he went to Georgia to confront his father. Um, and he he claims, his father told him, I don't believe in any of this shit. If I had to dress up like a nun, if I had to be a Jew, I'll do it for this type of money. Yeah.
3: Damn. <laughs> Did his son write a book or something? Uh, I don't know if he wrote a book or if okay. he's just being interviewed yeah. I uh,
2: see. from something for for like an article or something. Um, but around spring of 2002 is when shit hit the fan, so to speak. That's when kind of the government started, uh, investigators, the FBI were involved about really looking into this as a cult rather than religion. I mean, if you think about it, you got guys carrying machine guns dressed up as Egyptians and pyramids. I imagine like the locals were like, yeah, this is kind of weird. Um, but, uh, Officials were planning to arrest York on a number of charges and raid the compound, but they really
3: wanted to avoid a Waco-like incident. Though to be fair, in Georgia, I'm pretty sure it's legal to just walk around with machine guns. Yeah, I think you can't. You, I don't even yeah, think you need. Yeah, like a, I think it's open carry. I think that. you could just walk around with a fucking AR-15. So that part of it isn't that weird.
2: <laughs> so in May 19, uh, May thousand two, York and his wife, his most trusted wife, Kathy Johnson, uh, left Ray and they were arrested. And a little later in the day, 300 enforcement, uh, law enforcement officers, including uh, FBI agents, uh, ATF, and some uh, local sheriffs, they stormed the compound without meeting any resistance. They mm-hmm. found about 30 stockpiled guns, which isn't that much if you think about it. Um, but they also found uh, you know, some child porn and um, some other uh, illegal drugs and things like that. And so... In 2002, the state had a case against York. He was indicted by a grand jury on 120 counts: 74 counts of child molestation, 29 counts of aggravated child molestation, and one count of rape. And then a separate level, federal level case, he was charged with racketeering and transporting children across, across state
3: lines for the purpose. Look, not of the only did you did you molest these children. But you were aggravated while you did it. Is that what? What
2: does that mean? Yeah. What's the difference between just child molestation and aggravated child molestation? Are you like? It's really funny. Angry but diddling? I
3: mean, it's kind of funny.
2: Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get. I don't understand that. That's weird. It's just angry diddling. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he actually tried to accept a plea bargain. Uh, after prosecutors promised him a 14-year sentence to be followed by probation if he pled guilty to uh, 77 state charges. But a judge, a U.S. District Court judge Mm -hmm. here, Hugh Lawson, he rejected the deal. Um, The Lawson eventually recused himself from the case due to a defense motion. And then when York's case went to trial in 2004, he was ultimately sentenced to 135 years in prison on the state charges, where Mm -hmm. he is to this day. Uh, the racketeering charges enabled the government to evict the Noabians from Tomaree and confiscate the property. And I think that's when the uh, the whole compound was torn down. Oh, See, I know. It's unfortunate. They it should have made it like a theme park or something.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been to some of those abandoned religious theme parks. There was one in Connecticut called Holy Land USA. They're great. Wow, that'd be cool. Yeah, they're fun to they walk around in.
2: So his maid wife, uh, Kathy Johnson, agreed to a guilty plea. And she was sentenced to uh, she was sentenced two years in prison. I think she had to, like, testify against him. Uh, mm-hmm. She has been accused of child molestation. Uh, she admitted to procuring children for sex with York and instructing the children on sexual techniques. Jesus Christ. Teaching kids to get blowjobs. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, she was given two years in prison. Uh, but despite all of this, because usually when you're in a cult or you follow a religious leader and the religious leader is, is arrested for being a kitty diddler, would you tend to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to pick another one. I'm going to go be a Christian or something.
3: Well, I mean, that's why the, the you know, um, what was his name? Leon Festinger created the term cognitive dissonance. Yeah. <laughs> for, it, was, it was actually named after a specific, he and his grad students had um, infiltrated this UFO doomsday cult started by a housewife. And they're like, oh, the, this was in the 50s. And they're like, oh, the world's going to end on this day. And then it didn't. But they were like, oh, that – and they just, like, justified it in some other way. They're like, no, it's supposed to be the thing because it's like rather – people don't ever want to admit they're wrong. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? So they're like – they will fucking do gymnastic mental circles around anything in order to you – know, so they're not wrong. I think that's what it is. I think a lot of the uh, Nawabians uh, still
2: chose to continue to believe in York because they felt that uh, that he was being persecuted for his beliefs, right? By the government, by the white devil of the government, which, which wouldn't be that outrageous, you know what I mean? But they, you know, they they remain devoted to him. They still, there's still the bookstores, all eyes on Egypt. are still around, a handful of them, not as many as before, but. Uh, the group has a you know a presence on the internet. They have an official online bookstore, if you do a search for Nawabians, and an array of Malachi York fan sites.
3: Um, well, I'm just glad there are bookstores in general. You yeah. Know? <laughs> They're a dying breed bookstores. So any, uh, any kind of bookstore I'm fine with, you know. But there you go. Let's see the, uh,
2: the Nawabians for you. Yeah. I do kind of like, out of all the cults that we discussed here on the show, they're, they're, I, I, they, I find them more appealing. I think it's just the Egyptian thing. I think it's kind of cool to be like, yeah, we're going to build a bunch of fucking pyramids and sphinxes out here in the middle of a field in Georgia.
3: Oh, it's real fun, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, especially if you like UFOs, you like cryptozoology, you like mysticism. It's got all the ticks all yeah, the boxes. It's, it's, it know? ticks all the boxes. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just the anyway. kitty fucking. <laughs> okay, you know, I'm not down like that. with that part. That's a box that doesn't yeah. need
2: to be ticked.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I
2: know. Uh, People, this episode 675 here is Sick and Wrong. Uh, We have news stories coming up next and uh, phone calls a little bit later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page.
3: Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com/sick wrong, and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com/sick and wrong:
2: So the first story we have here is a hell of a story. Several people sent this in. Um, I even asked my brother to comment on this one. I had to text him. Text him is it, so to get his input. Mm-hmm. Uh, KTLA anchor Chris Burris died from overdose on crystal meth during wild tryst. Um, yeah, KTL anchor Chris Burroughs died on Friday afternoon, or no, actually, this is in December he died, but the story's coming out this week. Uh, He died from an overdose of crystal meth while engaging in vigorous sexual activity with a man he met on Grindr. Mm. Vigorous sexual activity. (laughs) Um, According to the death investigation, officials say Burroughs worked his shift at KTLA, and then he left early for the day, complaining he felt ill. So he was on there doing his newscast, and he's like, I'm feeling a little sick. I'm going to go home. But instead of going home, he set up a meeting with a man at a motel in Glendale for an afternoon of hardcore sex. Uh, the two KTLA, alleged-
3: I think that's right near me, isn't it? KTLA is in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's a, that weird tower when you're driving like from the highway, that weird tower, radio tower. That's KTLA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. So. I'm wondering where – I
2: work in Glendale, so I'm wondering if, like, I drive by this motel all the time. I'm sure, yeah. But, God, this just makes you wonder, like, you see those, like, those hotels, those, like, two-level hotels on the side of a highway? I would be – I'm almost reluctant to stay in any hotel. I mean, I will if I have to, but it always makes me nervous.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, there's a lot of stuff in Glendale, you know? Fucking yeah. Dan Harmon's castle, you know? Yeah, Who knows? Exactly. Yeah.
2: So the two allegedly met on Grindr. And it hooked up several times in the past. So, this is like, you know, typical random tryst. You know, it's sure. like I'm going to meet a guy in Grinder, hang out in the motel for. But he knew
3: the guy. It, was, knew, it wasn't, okay, the wasn't random. random. It okay. It wasn't random.
2: Yeah. Okay. But a typical tryst. Like, uh, right. it, the thing is, uh, th- there's a twist about this. Like, this guy isn't a, an open game act. He's mm. married with a wife. Oh, that's, that's kind of the tragic list.
3: part about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yeah, but
2: I mean, it's kind of a typical affair. You know, a lot right. of people will be like let's meet up in a hotel and have sex. Mm. Sure. You know? yeah. um, but what makes this atypical is this: when his companion arrived at the hotel, Burris allegedly answered the door fully nude, mm. and had set up the room with DJ-style lighting, S and M toys, including masks, lubrication jelly. And a massage bench. uh The two men then I'm allegedly sorry, what's engaged. Atypical in... that? What uh, what's atypical
3: about that? What's atypical about that? It seems like totally normal <laughs> to me. I don't know what the fuck world you're living in, pal. But you know, my God, yeah. in your world that
2: does seem really
3: normal. That seems super um, normal.
2: But I'm just saying, like, typically it's like it's like Ward Cleaver
3: shit, man. <laughs>
2: Typically, I would just meet you at the hotel. I got some champagne or something and a little bit of cocaine.
3: Let's let's fuck for a few hours. This guy went all out. You know, you're an unimaginative person, D. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I don't go to this. I don't go to this. Yeah, in terms of
3: sexual, you know.
2: Uh, But I mean, do you drive around with your DJ style lighting in your in your trunk? That I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what DJ style lighting is. <laughs> and a, so. what, what's the massage bench? Is it like a massage table or is it like a
3: sex bench or it's something? It's a massage table. I I, I think.
2: Why I get why would you have sex on that? Because that, don't they have things that are like I, uh,
3: people? Some people like to include massage as as part of the sexual experience. I guess I could see that. Yeah. So uh, it's. Well, I think it's like. I think it's like if one person is a masseuse, that like that's like their hook. You know, uh, like, hey, I, I give you massage. I'll give you a and then it's kinda of, yeah.
2: you know, there's porns. It's like a genre of porn, you know. Yeah. So um but yeah, like this guy wasn't fucking around. I mean, well he was, but he wasn't he wasn't messing around. I mean, he had he was fully prepared for yeah. this sexual encounter. Yeah. I mean, he must have like a whole sex kit like you do. Yeah, of course. But even more. Um so at some so after like he arrived, the two men allegedly engaged in various forms of sexual activities. At some point during the meeting, forty-three-year-old Burris allegedly inserted a rock of crystal meth into his anus. Yep. So um, that that's the part I think also that takes pretty a normal turn level,
3: you know. <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> to insert <laughs> right? a rock of meth into your ass. Yeah. I guess a rock just to me seems like a, like a lot. Like it seems no, a lot more than just sticking up like, you know, putting a bunch of powder in a dildo and shoving it in your dick. Well,
3: because usually powder, it, it's because you've broken it up. You know, it should be a rock. That's what it is. You know? I guess... Uh, Why would you break it up and then, you know? Well, I guess my sense.
2: usage of meth tend to be, I've smoked it before and obviously I've snorted it. I've never shoved rocks up my ass.
3: Okay.
2: But hey, that, that's just me. Um... So it says Mr. Burris was with his companion in the hotel, um, and he inserted the methamphetamine into his rectum. Later on the encounter, he inserted another rock of methamphetamine into his rectum. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, he then um he then gave his companion a syringe full of GHB and a bottle of Gatorade. Yeah. A syringe full of GHB.
3: A lot I, of I don't think too. I don't think they mean um. Uh, intramus, intravenous syringe. I think he they probably mean just like, did uh, under the tongue or something. Yeah, squirt. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing.
2: Still, I mean, still, that's gonna have a hefty buzz there. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two became intimate again, and Burris then used another rock of meth before engaging in more aggressive sexual activity. It says here that his uh, his partner was fisting him mm. with the with the rocks.
3: Who was getting fisted?
2: Burris was getting fisted.
3: He was the newsman? Yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Burris was also wearing a, uh, an SNN mask. Okay. And uh, he had been using poppers. Like It's interesting the way he was doing it. Um, he put on a mask and had dusted the filters with poppers.
3: Well, and it's like a World War I gas mask filled with amyl nitrate. Is that what we're talking about here? I think so. I think it was okay. kind
2: of, I thir- at first I thought it was like, you know, like a zipper mask or something, like an S&M, like mm, yeah. mask, but no, I think it's an actual like mask, like a gas mask, but with poppers in the filters.
3: Wow. That's ingenious.
2: His companion inserted mm. his hand through his anus, through his anus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like right through it. Uh, right. Mr. Burris began grunting and then he vomited and became unresponsive. Uh, Yeah. And so I think that's what happened is Burris's companion was he told his companion he was feeling fine until he started making strange noises. And that's when he realized he had actually vomited inside the mask. Oh my. Yeah. The man then panicked, called nine one one, and began to perform CPR on Burris until the emergency responders arrived. Uh, he was transported to a nearby hospital and pronounced dead in the emergency room. Uh during the investigation, officials were told um Burris, who who leaves a, a behind a wife and a young daughter, did not have any kind of a history of drug or alcohol abuse and apparently only used drugs recreationally. That makes me wonder, do you think his wife had any idea here? No, I don't. Well, because there's closeted gay men. Like, you know, I think of like Republican politicians, like usually the anti-gay ones. You know, they end up like, getting caught, like, uh, giving a guy a blowjob in an airport bathroom. And usually the wives just kind of, like, grin and bear it and just sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sticking with him. You know, they know about it. They must know about it.
3: Whereas, um, uh, you know, again, like, cognitive dissonance, you know what I mean? You
2: know, that's what I'm saying. It's like they know about it, but they choose not to believe it. But this guy, I mean, he's, how can you hide, like, a fucking massage chair, you're at your World War Two style s S&M gas mask filled with poppers, your DJ light. What does the wife think about all this? I mean, she must see it. Maybe. Maybe not, you know? <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, she must just be completely daft. Like, depends, I just have no man. idea. Like, completely oblivious. He's got oblivious. a bunch of weird
3: shit in his trunk, you know what I mean? I, I got all sorts of weird shit in my trunk.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's true. But you're also not yeah. married with that's a kid.
3: True. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I have you know, no it's, idea. you know, it's interesting. Was he a news uh, an anchor man or yeah, something? He was an anchor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I realized like last week that, um, I can actually just walk across the street from where I work and go into the ABC seven affiliate and eat in their cafeteria. <laughs> no one will stop me. Wow. Yeah. And That's I'm like, cool. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like, you know, I take I over thinking, the airwaves. Like, yeah. I keep thinking like, you know, I'll, I don't know, be a dick or something in line, and some will be like, "This just in, some asshole cut in front of me." More as the story developed. you know, I like, I thought it'd be have some funny kind of situation like that, um, but then I realized I don't know what any of the news like, I don't watch the news, I don't even have a TV, so I don't know what they look like. I All do right. know that the weatherman at that station, his name is Dallas Rains. <laughs> Isn't that a great weatherman it's like a porn name? Star name. Yeah, I know Dallas yeah. Rains. It's great. You, you know, know what? I have an idea here. I think yeah. you should take a
2: CD of the show and yeah. just kind of put it into their, I don't know, newscasting equipment and broadcast Sick and Wrong to all LA. What is this? The movie Airheads? <laughs> you know? <laughs> just lock in yourself life. in there. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you could do this. We'll just like put it on and then yeah. just like lock it and then just have like the whole episode of Sick and Wrong. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. better than advertising anyway the companion versus companion here is cooperative throughout the investigation and no foul play is suspected in his death yet i think a lot of foul play might have occurred that day right maybe um yeah god i couldn't imagine what his wife must think if she didn't know about this to begin with which i find doubtful but who knows Anyway, yeah, I was trying to get my brother to weigh in on this and uh, I texted him about it and he said, he, was, he said this. He goes, you know what I bet happened? I bet he was on Viagra. If he was doing all those drugs and said he was doing poppers, if you mix poppers and Viagra, that's what happens. Cardiac arrest. You know, I've, I've never really done poppers. done Viagra a few times, but I've never done poppers, so I'm not, I'm not really quite sure. They just don't mix well together or something? But according to my brother, I said, I was like, I imagine the rocks of meth up the guy's ass probably played a role in, in killing him too. And he goes, yeah, that's probably not too good for you either.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think we, we, I mean, mixing things, you know what I mean?
5: It's yeah, always I like a I bad
3: idea. But I, yeah, I've never really done pompers.
2: I'm not quite sure. They're fun. Yeah, always, it's, always seems like it'd be a good time. I just don't know, like, where I would go about getting poppers. I guess
3: my brother might have some. Um, you used to be able to get them at the Circus of Books. Oh, you could just buy them? Yeah. Are they legal? Yeah. It's just – it's literally like – it's like a liquid that they use to clean records. Oh. That's what they that use it reason for. reason I thought amyl nitrate was nope. – I, I thought That was a like contraband. I mean, that's what reason. you buy it for. Like, that's the legitimate use of it, I think, is to clean records. Huh. Um, and you could just go buy it. Yeah. Hey, learn something every day. Yeah. All right, what do you Reaction have here for the I second used to story? Do them all the time. It's great. Um, well, creep convicted of breaking into home, sucking on sleeping woman's toes. Uh, it's never. Good. I mean, that's a little bit of editorializing in the uh, in the headline there. You know. <laughs> I and mean, how objective this story yeah. is, but
2: is he really a creep? I mean, maybe yeah. she likes to have her toes sucked.
3: Yeah, who knows what's going on? You know, maybe that's her thing. Yeah. A California man convicted of sucking on a sleeping woman's toes after breaking into her home claimed to be a Zeus-like god sent to Earth to seduce women. <laughs> yeah
2: well Zeus did tend to he was a bit of a womanizer that guy I like how Zeus that's the best thing about Zeus he would like I'm gonna disguise myself as a swan and shag this bird
3: yeah he would do that a lot and he would be like it would be like um god he would turn into like a fucking a bull a bull uh where is it this is like a whole he would turn into a swan yeah these are are all the things he's turned into um fire (laughs) a satyr Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I would
2: probably do that a lot. The they were pretty well hung.
3: Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, a shower of gold, you know. Wow. A very, bull, very shallow woman there. An ant, because <laughs> all women I want a fucking an ant, you know. <laughs> uh, an eagle, uh, a shower, a regular shower, a lapwing, a swan, a bear, a shepherd, a goose, a serpent, a, and a vulture.
2: Did he ever appear in his like like a human form?
3: Yeah, that that too. These are oh, just okay. the times when he transformed. I think I think the reason he transformed a lot of times was because um, he was trying to be rapey, but in a weird way. Was the and then also he was trying to not have Hera find out about it. God, he's some B two yeah. nightmare. Seriously, yeah, he, he really is. He's very yeah. problematic. Yeah, very it's, problematic. Man, this day and yeah. age.
2: No yeah. one would be worshiping him. He'd be out of the public eye. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs>
3: yeah. So, uh, Richard Michael Parkhurst of Norwalk, California, Where's uh, Norwalk. Con- I feel like it's not too far outside yeah, of. I yeah, close. I think it's around here. Yeah, I think it's a suburb. Uh, was convicted of a one felony burglary count, one count of peering into an inhabited building. Apparently, that's a that's a that's, that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just peeping? Yeah, I think it's just peeping. Okay. I don't know why they All phrase right. it so innocuously. Peering into an inhabited building. Yeah. <laughs> You're... Officer, I thought this was uninhabited. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, also a crime. On. That's trespassing. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, two counts of indecent exposure for a wild chain of events that unfolded after he exposed himself to a woman walking her dog. Okay. Hmm. This guy nice, hasn't been on meth. Nice dog, he told the woman, according to court papers, before exposing himself and saying, I'm walking mine, too. <laughs> Wait, he pulled his dick out? Yeah. And he, you know, don't you usually refer to a dick as a hog, not a dog? I've never even heard of anybody referring to their dick as a hog. No, it's very but normal. Like,
2: very, com- okay. I would have been. Like, I mean,
3: they kind of look like hogs, but I've never heard of such a thing.
2: Yeah, I would have been like, I "Well, like- I'm walking the hog."
3: I feel I mean- scandalized, like <laughs> Margaret Dumont. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's horrible. It's a very normal term. Okay. All right. Well, uh, later that same day, he snuck into a sleeping woman's home, where the woman said she woke up and found the creep. God, sucking guy, on her toes. This
2: guy's just terrorizing the community. Yeah, yeah. Had to have been on meth.
3: DNA evidence linked him to this offense.
2: <laughs> wow, which is Le- DNA left on her toes?
3: Yeah, she like kept her toes, didn't wash them. You Jesus know? Christ. Could you imagine being a CSI like, weirdos came awoken up.
2: Awoken by a guy yeah. sucking on your toes. You know, there's a guy, there's a guy on Instagram. Oddly,
3: I can't imagine that, but sure,
2: <laughs> go on with your story. There, there's a guy on Instagram. Every pick I post, people can go check it out, my recent post. He goes by Toots and stuff, and he just says, D, I wanna see those I wanna see those toes. D, I wanna see those feet. And now he instant messages me asking about it.
3: I thought that was Schlitzy for some reason.
2: Oh you know, I wouldn't be surprised. But go look at this guy's page. It's like Toots and stuff. I've and seen just, he follows my shit too. Does he want to um, see
3: your feet? No no, no one wants to see my feet trust me
2: yeah um, I asked I asked my girlfriend about know. it and she was like well, why don't you just tell him that the rate's $200 I'm like no do you do that like that's weird you should do that I'm not gonna do that because I don't why really
3: money want... because You're I don't think Jew? first like of all money,
2: right I don't think pictures God. of my feet are worth 200 bucks I'd be ripping the guy off and I'd feel you know maybe like 50 but at the same time I'm not gonna do that I don't want Failed the idea Judy of some guy a... jacking off to, to to images of my toes but it is kind of weird though.
3: And if you look I, at this... I think it's just I assumed it was Schlitzy because he looks kind of like Schlitzy. The Toots the and stuff guy? Yeah, the photo looks like him. Yeah, maybe but... the guy's whole page
2: is just pictures of male feet. Huh. Which I I imagine that's like Steele's worst nightmare. Steele hates men's feet.
3: Oh, does he? Yeah, no, yeah, it's his worst oh. nightmare. It's
2: his kryptonite.
3: Okay. My God. Well, you know, there you go. Yeah, Mother witch of the Okay. Well, um, I forgot where I was. We're talking DNA about DNA evidence.
2: I don't know what we're um, going on. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah DNA, DNA evidence. evidence. So they yeah.
3: managed to like swab her toes and yes. get his, his spittle. Correct. Wow. And got a, got a match. The next day, Parkhurst peeped into an apartment through the mail slot and told the resident his girlfriend was attractive. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <clears throat> your girlfriend's hot. You know, through <laughs> the meant- mail slot,
2: <laughs> just this
3: disembodied
2: voice yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. somewhere.
3: Yeah. God validation from the air. Wow. Um, while in custody later that day, a female jail guard caught Parkhurst touching himself while looking at her. <sighs> he also wrote an appro- inappropriate note to a jail guard while he was at the Orange County Jail. What was the note? It was inappropriate, I'll tell you that much, but that's all that's the only information I have on it.
2: Yeah. What? So. That's a thankless job for be a female prison guard at like a male's holding cell or something. Yeah. No, it's not good. Man. Especially an yeah. attractive one at
3: that. Right. Uh, um, so uh his attorney said that his client's crimes were part of a delusion. Mr. Parkhurst developed a delusion that he was a Zeus-like God who was sent down from the stars to seduce women. It was his destiny to seduce women, and they would willingly have his children. Mr. Parkhurst believes that his progeny will create a super race that will save the planet. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? You know, well, it's not that
2: far off from yeah. Dr. Malachi York, you know. Yeah. So I can see that. You know... It, the, the one thing that's a problem, it's like when Zeus takes another form, it's like a beautiful golden shower or a majestic bull or something. He's just like what, like some schlubby fat bastard. <laughs> is he? <laughs> this guy, I saw a picture of him. He's got like oh, a fucking saw, okay. gross goatee. Okay. He's chubby. He's yeah. got to be like, I don't know, he's got a pasty. He's probably what, like 30? How old is right. he? Yeah.
3: 29. 29. Yeah. yeah, it's like Zeus wasn't taking that form. Yeah, I mean, he at least had this silver fox thing going, you know? Yeah, it's like, kinda I'm not going to come Bolton there. Michael Bolton kind of silver fox thing happening. I'm going to be an incel. It's like, no, nah, it's yeah. not going to work out. Yeah. His attorney said Parkhurst stopped taking medication for schizophrenia okay. after his girlfriend died. That's a sad story. Um, Jesus. And uh, Parkhurst heard voices coming from his television telling him to do things and that he was homeless. <laughs> so... You know. you
2: know, it's either meth or schizophrenia. You know, yeah. Half of Why does he have a television to...
3: if he's homeless? I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Weird. Yeah,
2: Did was... he? Was he watching TV before uh-huh. becoming homeless?
3: He was watching TV through the window of an inhabited building.
2: Inhabited <laughs> <laughs> building. <laughs>
3: he's like, "Hey, buddy, your girlfriend's hot." Yeah. Man. Hey, man! Can you put malloc on? <laughs> I really like the
2: good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, God. Yeah, what do you do with a guy like that?
3: So do the Emmys, apparently. Yeah. I don't get it, but whatever. You should invite him to your Oscar party. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway. That, yeah, keep it down, Armando. Yeah, they're really <laughs> going in there. Yeah, my God. Kristoff, <laughs> put that down people <laughs> send your story sick Around
2: podcast at uh, gmail.com we have phone calls coming up next 323-522-4032 is that number uh, but first here's a word from Adam and Eve
1: hey sick and wrong listeners this is Trucker Paul I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack off machines dildos inflatable wives I bought them all When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines.
0: How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you.
2: So, we got a few phone calls to get to three two three five two two four zero three two is that number? Remember to keep it under three minutes, and then we'll get to play it here on the show. This um, first call is another guy weighing in on the cocaine and foreskin story from a couple weeks ago. Oh
4: yeah, great. Hello, D. Hello, Harrison. It's uh, the Jersey nigger calling. Um, what now? <laughs> wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. <laughs> hold up. What did he say? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can repeat what he, I think yeah, he just said. God. Yeah, God. Keep a soft R there, man. Yeah.
2: What the hell was that?
4: Yeah. Not from New Jersey. I'm from the uh, original Jersey. Little island off the coast of France. Uh, we're British. Oh, maybe that's a French thing.
3: Oh yeah, maybe
4: is that is that a,
2: a, where the original New Jersey is?
3: Jer- I don't know. I, that, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> Guernsey <laughs> isn't that where Guernsey is? France? Maybe he says it, but yeah. he said they're British though. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's in Brittany, that part of France that you know, hmm. King Arthur uh, full of rich cunts. Yeah.
4: So I'm um, just calling up regarding your um, question about foreskins and cocaine. Um, when I was about 16, I was, had a job in a shop, a hardware shop, and, uh, I was working with a Scots, a Scotsman and he, uh, he happened to mention to me, if you have some cocaine and you rub it on the end of your knob, it's, uh, it will make you go for hours is what he said. Now being sick. What? Have you ever heard that?
3: No.
2: So is it supposed to be like numb your cock or something? Yeah. That doesn't sound like it'll help.
3: Yeah. yeah i mean i guess i guess it would i guess yeah i guess that makes some sense
2: rubbing on the end of your knob and then it makes you like
3: yes yeah, so less you won't sensitive get his, yeah yeah i guess huh. that's, that Never makes some that. Sense. i
2: wonder yeah. if that works for uh circumcised people though
4: that's a good
3: yeah, question yeah
4: 16 at the time uh that didn't really interest me because i didn't have a girlfriend uh quite an unattractive man so I hadn't had sex at all at that point um, wow this guy's modest
2: Jesus man okay yeah. dude don't be so hard on yourself Yeah, who was attractive at that
4: age hmm. I certainly wasn't well, I'm not that attractive now wasn't going to have sex um, also I didn't have any cocaine I didn't know where to get any cocaine and to be perfectly honest I never had any inclination to rub it on my knob um <laughs> So, g- talking about the foreskin, uh, I, d- I am still with my foreskin. It's uh, it's still part of me. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like it's
2: still attached to my body. Mm. It's still my close friend. Like, all right,
4: well, good for you there, man. Um, so I know when you become aroused, your foreskin sort of pulls back. So I don't really understand how you could. Put any cocaine under your foreskin, and uh yeah, I don't. I can't imagine any. I can't imagine that.
2: Well, there goes my theory about you have to have a foreskin to put cocaine on it. I guess if it yeah. pulls back, then it's pretty much the same as a circumcised dick. Then at that point, right?
3: Uh, it, i it, Yeah. I mean, I don't think it pulls back all the way. It's not magic, you know. Well, I imagine um, it. Yeah. Does it hmm. pull back like? is it retract like a fucking you know
2: well it's like a heathen dog penis so i think it kind yeah. of like pulls back and like like a you know like a fucking red rocket
3: yeah um but yeah, yeah imagine... that was, that's also the name of my improv group <laughs>
4: heathen red dog rocket. penis <laughs> <laughs> being of any appeal to anybody to be perfectly honest with you um but yeah so yep foreskins retract can't get it under there and But I I would urge one of you to maybe rub the cocaine on the end of your knob and see if it works. Not too much though, we don't want you to die. Quite enjoy your podcast. Been listening for about seven years. Harrison, please don't kill yourself. I love you. Bye.
3: Well that's it. That 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 is all I needed to not kill myself. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um also what so wait so wait, foreskins just what are they like Wolverine's claws? They just retract like that? Are you part of <laughs> Weapon X? Apparently. I, I mean, what's going on? I, I don't get it either. So it's like,
2: what? as your dick gets hard, the skin just kind of pulls back. And then what? It just, your <clears throat> dick comes out? It retracts into your skin like Wolverine's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's bizarre. I guess I haven't yeah. really been around too many foreskins. Right. So I don't really... And, you know, typically, like, I guess I don't really pay much attention in porn, whether or not there's a foreskin... So I, I guess I, I don't watch really...
3: much foreign porn, so
2: yeah, I guess most of mm. the porn I see it's you don't usually have foreskin, so I, I think I was talking we were talking about that earlier. I don't like the Russian Eastern European porn that much. Girls are attractive, but it's just it's the 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 atmosphere right. It seems so forced that bothers me. Mm. Um, I imagine they probably have their foreskin, so
3: Well somebody yeah. was like, "Oh, how have you never heard of that? It happens in porn all the time with the for, with the foreskin penis with the cocaine on your dick or whatever and I was like I've never seen that
2: I've never seen that in porn yeah, either.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I you bet know. you
2: that probably happens in Russian porn though. And the girls are forced to like deal with it.
3: Yeah, a lot of things happen in Russian porn, you know what I mean?
2: They'll kill their family. That
3: doesn't mean, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean like <laughs> Well
2: anyway, thank you for the uh, enlightening us on foreskins.
3: Yeah. Great.
2: I like how that goes. like, you should try putting some cocaine on your dick though. Give
3: it a go. But don't die. It's like, okay. I mean I've, I've I've had a few chicks like snort cocaine off my dick, you know. Yeah, I've done
2: that. I've I've yeah. had that. I've had ai uh, I put cocaine on my dick and yeah. had anal sex with a uh, with a girl before. Okay, I don't really call it doing much for me. Yeah. But I've never like shoved it in my
3: dick hole. I don't know if that's what you're supposed Nobody to do. Nobody <laughs> has ever asked anyone to do that. I don't know why you always go there with that. Well, I think that's what that's this guy's implying. That's where always go is right in the dick hole with any kind of thing.
2: <laughs> this guy was implying putting it no, on wasn't. your dick.
3: No, not in your dick hole.
2: Nobody's, well, if it's on know. the tip, it's gonna, there's going to be something that gets in there. And what does cocaine <sighs> cut with, dude? Baby laxative, gasoline? I'm not putting it on my dick. Maybe uh, maybe maybe rocks of meth up my ass. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this is uh, Suicide Show Bob here.
1: Hey, D. Hey, Harrison. It's Suicide Show Bob, the closet borophile. Yeah, I just watched the newest episode. What a file?
3: And... Sorry? I think he said borophile. I'm not quite sure what that is. He really likes borat? Is that what that means? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think he re- he's really into borat. Yeah. Which uh, I think Borat's funny too, so I'd probably get along with this guy. Okay. I like how he's embraced his new moniker though. All right.
1: Heard uh, my new Christian nickname. I'm both greatly honored and horribly ashamed. I guess I'm part of the family now. Don't expect me to send gifts. Anyway, I actually have a story and a question for you guys this time. Not just – theory about why people on the internet are going to be assuming, uh, debating on, I don't know, what case pop star will come back as the most fuckable pet cemetery corpse. Anyway, when I was an undergrad, the school I went to had this uh, pathway behind all the academic buildings, and everybody called it Ray Valley because the trees grew over all the streetlights. So when you walk through at night, it was just pitch black.
2: Anyway... That is kind of scary. There's an area in uh, San Francisco that uh, we always called Sodomite Woods. Okay. It's it's in. If you ever walk up Hate Street, there's like Lower Mm -hmm. Hate, and then there's Upper Hate, where like Hate Ashbury is and all that. But in Mm -hmm. the middle there, between Lower Hate and Upper Hate. There's this park, and I guess back in the 60s, it was like, you know, the hippies would hang out in the park and all that, but it's like a really thick wooded area, and so my brother told me about it, he's like, oh yeah, that's where I go for blowjobs, and so we just always called it Sodomite Woods, because I imagine you just walk around there, but my brother said, at any time, you can go walk through that park, and there's probably a dude hiding in the bushes that will suck your dick. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, it's just kind of odd, so what, are they just waiting for a guy to come by? Like,
3: how long do you wait for? Apparently, uh, there are bacterial organisms that um, inhabit boron, high boron materials. Oh. Yeah, right. materials with a high concentration of boron. That, so. no,
2: wait, that's what a borophile is? Yes. Okay, I was wondering. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. I thought you were talking yeah. about something with, like, sodomite woods, like the bacteria at the boron oh, yeah. in the woods, and they're going to rape you. Yeah, anyway, moving on.
3: Uh,
1: for a whole semester, there was some guy who was just hiding in the bushes there. He's wearing a hoodie and was just <laughs> punching women in the face and running off. Wait. <laughs> this
2: is terrible. It's not funny. Yeah, he was <laughs> hiding for the whole semester? Yeah, but then bush. he would punch a woman in the face and run away.
3: It's a lot of hiding.
2: It's a lot know? of hiding, especially yeah. for a whole semester. And then, yeah. why would you punch her in the face?
3: God, I, I don't. I, I, why would I, you hide in the bush for six I, months? I mean, it's, I it's a lot of, know. Well, you know.
2: It's a lot of unknowns here.
1: Jesus. it was a it was a really big deal, but just no, no one ever find the guy because it just uh, some girls started pretending that they got punched in the face, too, when they were just getting their friends to do it for attention.
2: Whoa, it's like Jesse Smollett. Mm. I wonder if yeah. he ever got punched in the face there. <laughs> so The guy's like, it's America, country, punch. <laughs> I love how uh, I was reading that Terrence Howard, who plays his dad in the movie yeah. Empire, yeah. Uh, yeah. or in the TV show Empire, he's, like, come to his defense. He's like, you know what? I stand by him. It's like, mm. come on. <laughs> Yeah. At this point, you kind of have to be like, "Dude, I think there might be some mental health issues." If I was him, I'd be going the mental yeah. health route.
3: Right. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Right.
2: That's pretty much what he should do. But I mean, Terrence Howard's like, "No, nah, I stand by him."
3: I, I, I Terrence think he's Howard's got a little whackadoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, um, <laughs>
2: I thought the I thought like there's the whole a ring... reason
3: that Don Cheadle replaced him. You know, oh, as Iron Man. Yeah, as Iron Man's <laughs> buddy or whatever. Like, um, yeah. So he's a little, he's a little, patriot. but I mean, the weird thing about that show, it was, it was actually created by the guy who, who played like the evil nerd on Buffy, the vampire slayer. That's who created empire. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Hmm. So I never really watched that show. I watched the first two seasons, um, which I quite enjoyed. And then it just got fucking retarded. Like, it just got really dumb. Well, I heard um, they
2: uh, they removed uh, Jesse Smollett from the last two episodes of this yeah, season. Yeah, I heard
3: that, too. So, yeah, makes I know,
2: sense. Like, and the, the whole thing about it is the guy was, like, upset
3: about his salary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because it's a dumb story because it's like nobody who, like, is a MAGA person who is racist or, like, homophobic watches Empire, you know? <laughs> or whatever. it's yeah, like – it's. Because I remember I, I tried to get my mom to watch it because it's like it literally has everything that my mom likes in a TV show, in that show, like when it first came on. And she's like, I don't know. It's a black show. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a black so it's, show. Even though it has like everything she likes in a TV show, she thought she couldn't relate to it because it's a black show. So, I mean, there's no way anyone would even know who he, the, who, who he was you know what i mean well i don't i don't think it was i don't think he wanted to be recognized
2: I and mean, he was attacked because of that i think the reason he was like i'm a gay black man just walking down the street and these two no MAGA was, hat wearing guys attack me how would they know he's
3: gay on the street you know no I think they, they just was, said he was a black they knew, guy they said his name like the, the the his story implied that they knew who oh, they he was his, because oh of i the didn't show. know that i thought they were so just his attacking story because he's a black no, no, guy no it was because they knew that he was a gay black guy because he's famous because he's on that show. That's why they attacked him. That makes even less sense that, then. I know. Yeah. That, that, like, I mean, that's what happens when you get like, some degree of, of success and fame is that you think everybody knows who you are. Well, I think Like his story, he, yeah. you know, yeah. Because of course they wouldn't know who he is. He really wants everyone to know yeah. who he is.
2: Yeah. Now they do. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I can't really see him acting in too much else, you know, yeah. at this point.
1: How fucked up is that? Anyway, my question is what's the worst thing you guys have done to be a tension horse and how did it fuck people over? Anyway, hmm. that's all I got this week. And if you'll excuse me, I need to plan how I'm going to kill Bart Simpson on a Fortnite live stream so my new retarded dance can get in the game or whatever bullshit the Simpsons writers are doing now. I haven't watched this show in years. Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. And yeah. Fuck you guys.
3: I don't He's even know what we we'll
2: talked about that last year. Yeah I don't thing. know. Something about like Bart Simpson and Fortnite? Yeah. Um, I don't know. People
3: stopped playing Fortnite two weeks ago. It's have they guys. done with it? <laughs> yeah, they're done with it.
2: Jump the shark. It's done. Playing
3: some other thing, and I forget what it is. So, yeah. so
2: what did you want to know? Like, what's the worst thing you ever did to be an attention whore and ruin yeah, yeah. people's lives? I would say this podcast. <laughs>
3: it's about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I know some of my um, overdoses got me a lot of attention, although those weren't really intentional. Oh, yeah. um, You, I mean, you know. weren't doing it for, like, to you know, make people love you more. No, 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 no. Um, I think i would probably gotten drunk and texted people dramatically to the extent where maybe they thought I was going to kill myself and actually came over to my house and started banging on my door. That's happened a few times. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But that was just me being – I think that was just – me being a maudlin kind of drunk that I do get to sometimes, and them not being familiar enough with me to know to just leave me alone, you know. Mm. So,
2: yeah, I was other... certainly
3: not expecting anybody to come rushing over. So, yeah,
2: yeah. Other than uh, this podcast, I can't really think of anything else I've done that's ruined people's lives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. It does seem like people's lives get better when they've stopped listening to oh, the show. Yeah. So maybe yeah. uh, maybe people out there who are depressed, that might be a sign for you. Well, thank you, Suicide Show Bob. I'm glad you liked the new nickname and stay away from Rape Alley. I wonder if that guy's still hiding there. Was that was caught... it Rape
3: Alley, or was it? No, he said it
2: was like a dark alley that had no streetlights, so people just call it Rape Alley, and this guy oh, would yeah. just hide there, jump out, and punch women in the face.
3: So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's good to. You know it's good to, to fight um, expectations you know what I mean yeah I hope, he, I hope he's you think gone. you're gonna get raped you get punched in the face you Get punched in the
5: face instead yeah
3: so
2: all right next call we have here is from uh, the greb commander
5: oh boy hey there sick and wrong it's the greb commander here with the greb cadet we're just having a few tinnies uh, yeah well I what just wanted to this guy uses a
2: lot of English jargon doesn't what the he the tinnies I don't you know? even know one of those oh, yeah.
3: tins of, uh, of chewing um, tobacco those What are those chocolates? <laughs> Tins of Toplorone? Is that what you guys are eating over <laughs> there that the kids are it doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: it's Yeah. It's over there. That was like chewing yeah, tobacco. That's what the lads are into
3: now. All
2: right. Just having a couple tinnies.
5: Do give a call back and let the grab come on the strike back as it were to speak to D and offer a few reposts, what you said. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. So, D, it's you sort of made a few comments before about how I, I was complaining about how you're surly and crusty and i was sort of like a principal and to that i would say well you know d like i appreciate you calling me mark corrigan the great david mitchell um that's you could pay me no greater compliment in all honesty i'll take the run so I can of a no so i don't really like that having a hard time i don't understand this. a goddamn
2: word <laughs> he just said i know it's just I like this word salad
3: any fucking word <laughs> Out of the last three <laughs> sentences, he said, he's I, just, <laughs> all "I don't even know what is his time." He said uh, it was know, like all of a second I can understand him, and then and then suddenly I can't understand a goddamn word. Yeah, he's speaking very quickly too. Am I having a stroke?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What's going I, on. I'm not. Yeah, the, the accent's Jesus. difficult. But he's. Oh, I think I God. said he was Matt Corrigan from Peep Show. Is,
3: it, is Matt Corrigan the guy who played um, Max Headroom? No, it's oh. different. I don't know who that is. Okay,
2: no, Matt Corrigan is the guy from uh, Peep Show. He's kind of uptight. And you ever watch that show? No. Anyway, I think I, I said this that this guy reminded me of him, uh, David Mitchell. He's a great, great British comedic actor.
3: So, really, if you think Matt
2: about it, Frewer. it's a compliment. I'm
3: thinking of Matt Frewer. That's who played Max Headroom. That guy was American, great, right? Great character actor. Yeah, he's great.
5: But so. I, I'll take that with good humour. Uh, it'd probably interesting to know that actually David Mitchell's from uh, Wilshire, which is like the southwest of England, which is quite affluent. And I'm from Teesside, which is at the northeast of England. It's quite a shithole, to be honest. But that probably means fuck all to a young like you. But uh... yeah, it really does. Are you following that either?
3: Oh, Teesside, Wilshire, <laughs> Teesside, oh, Wilshire, and
2: uh, yeah, and Crumpet. I'm, I'm not quite sure where you were. Where I you mean, were there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know. But he's right, though, because he said it probably means fuck all to a yank like you.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's, I guess the Nazis could have had some more V2 rockets. Would it have hurt anybody, <laughs> you know? Uh,
5: right. Yeah. So to get back to the point where I've been listening for so long, when I think you're sort of whingy and morpy and not likable, well, the familiarity breeds contempt. And to be honest, do you
3: really have contempt for me? <laughs> familiarity breeds content. Yeah. Familiarity
2: does bring content. Mm-hmm. Look at this, we're playing this on the show. Yeah. I don't think he really has contempt for me, although I don't, I don't disagree that someone could find me contemptible. I think some people love to hate you. Yeah, I think so too.
3: Yeah, yeah. and some
2: people probably hate
3: to love you. you know?
5: I think this guy masturbates the sound of my voice, personally. Right. If you got your head out of your ass once in a while, <laughs> it'd probably do you good. And to be honest, it pro- probably quite explain why you're so highly strung. But um... Do you think I'm highly strung?
3: About certain things, yeah, maybe yeah. certain things, yeah. I
2: guess. Yeah. But it probably would be good to get my head out of my ass every now and then. But I don't know, I like it in there. It's nice and Hard dark. Hard to do, yeah. It's nice mm-hmm. and dark.
5: All jokes aside, you know what? Do I do like you? Like you were quite influential for my humor. You and Lance both. We've been listening to politics about seven years. You know, it was a Jesus, budding effect a for me, time. sort of like the Johnny Man Morrissey to my sort of comedy taste. So you know, what, I appreciate that. I, I do like you. Do I just you like know, sort of rip the piss yeah, out of like,
2: Wait, did he say I'm Johnny Moore or am I Morrissey?
3: You're the Johnny Marr Morrissey to my. Wait. <laughs> it was like to my. <laughs> I don't even know what Where he said. Where are you going but, with this? Yeah. I think,
2: no, it was is he saying that what he saying I'm to my Mr.
3: Bean or something. It was
2: something that made no sense. The, I think he is saying he's Morrissey and I'm Johnny Marr. Or do you think me and Lance are Johnny Marr, Morrissey, and He said he was, some other
3: weird name after that that had no connection. To, like, I don't even remember. Hmm, Whatever. I'm not sure.
5: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like, curmudgeonly and selfish and like a Shylock, but yeah, anyway. It's enough ass kissing. We'll sort of get back to- Ass kissing.
2: I love these backhanded compliments. You're annoying. You're a Shylock, but I love you. I still like you. And I can listen to you for seven years. Dude, you know you love me. If not, you would have like stopped listening to the podcast years ago. But anyway-
5: I like how you Eastern heard that Europe. and made some sense out of it, because I, I don't know. It, it's
2: hard to understand. It really yeah.
5: is, yeah. Bit. I was on the U-Bahn, which is the underground in Germany for you Americans who don't really appreciate European languages, and there's some sort of tramp scuttling about who we and the French, the Germans, that are taught fuck off, and they didn't really like that. So, they... All right, now I'm confused.
3: <laughs> so because he's riding a train in Germany, he appreciates foreign languages? Yeah, orders. because because okay, he's, right. he, he's
2: been on the U-Bahn wow. like a couple times. What he's an like, international a connoisseur of, of foreign languages! All right, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what I didn't understand was there a tramp that bothered him and a, a French guy and an English guy. Um, I'm I'm, I'm I, ca- I kind of missed that part, but
5: here okay. responded by bending over a, like like a half wall in the autobahn and spreading the cheeks and doing a big sort of chocolate starfish in the pants. I don't know, like curling out, we're uh, sort of pinching out a little chocolate caterpillar in the pants. and we- Wait, caterpillar or starfish? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's doing some kind of Play-Doh factory <laughs> shit thing
3: performance but for people. Is why would happening? he do it in his pants? Did he pull his? Did
2: he pull his pants down and do it? Like, how do you know it was I think a he starfish? His pants
3: down, he must have pulled his pants down. But was it shaped like a starfish? Or was it shaped like a caterpillar? Yeah, because all of because all of our shits are shaped like starfish. You didn't know that? Yeah, Our assholes are shaped like starfish. It's a, so, it comes out like a starfish. People are yelling like they're fucking murdering somebody out outside the window. It's because the Oscars. You know? It's a fucking. What is this? It's like when I moved here, I'm like, what? The, like, I don't know. Anywhere else, only like, you know, certain women and certain gay men give a fuck about the Oscars. Here, it's like everybody, it's like, no, it's, it's
2: like, like a national, Nash- it's, it's like, like a, a football holiday here. here. It's yeah, insane. it's insane. Like,
3: people like all over the country watch
2: the Super Bowl. In LA, the Oscars is like the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't get yeah. it. I don't understand it. People should be podcasting and listening yeah. to English guys tell nonsensical stories but starfish. Instead of watching Oscars about Starfish. About <laughs> Starfish.
5: We could see that little chocolate flower blooming in it. Let me tell you, you can really tell when Tramp Shite is with you when you're in the u Ban. But anyway, D, me and the Greb Commander, sorry, I'm the Greb Commander, me and the Greb Cadet will you get going. And we just hope you have a good time, D. Harrison, keep it sleazy. D, keep it sleazy. And Harrison, don't overdose on smack and don't get too tickled too much.
2: All right. So don't OD on Smack, which actually is a good segue into this next call here, where this guy is really concerned about you ODing on
3: Smack. Okay, all right.
1: Hey, what's up, sick and wrong? This is um, Shattered Speculum here again. Uh, I just listened to the fucking Harrison OD Patreon story, and that shit is fucked up, man.
2: Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah. <laughs> an, was that an outtake? I'm not sure, but it was like a few weeks ago. It, I think it was an outtake. Yeah. Yeah, you told this yeah. like horrifying story. <laughs> yeah. Of ODing in the supermarket. Yeah. And we didn't play. We didn't want to talk about it on the regular show. We just kept on Patreon. So that's that's yeah, yeah. that's why it's a Patreon exclusive. You can like, there's a lot of exclusive
3: content on Patreon. That's. Well, it was it was funny, funny because I woke up, I woke up in the hospital like when you like wait when you get killed in Grand Theft Auto. Or like and you Rick wake, and Walking Dead. You're just like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. We'll go like on a gurney in the hallway. Just like, what <laughs> the fuck? And it's like you walk outside and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to steal an ambulance. But then you're like, wait, I can't actually steal an ambulance. So,
2: But yeah, if, if you yeah. want to listen to that story, yeah. you
3: should go to Patreon. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: bro, you're a good co-host. Uh, the audience myself among them maybe give you a lot of shit sometimes but uh fucking uh fucking do something bro get some help or something don't mean to be too fucking serious um but you know your show is one of the only fucking comedy podcasts that is consistently funny and you know so keep it the fuck up alright bye guys
3: there you go bro I mean, I, I guess if you're like a novice, you might think like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But I mean, honestly, I have I in 2018, I overdosed more times than I exercised, you know, so.
2: <laughs> you should put like that whatever. on your Tinder profile. Yeah, I will.
3: Yeah. On my what were, what was our fucking garbage people dating app? oh for d- I forget for dumpster walruses it, and it was like trash I think it was bags and dumpster whatever dumpster fire or something
2: yeah yeah something like that yeah yeah but you know it's like I think about Schlitzy. he was like oh yeah and I died that night then I died again three hours later it's like right. yeah I, I think with like I don't know heroin professionals like you guys yeah you know drug using professionals I think it's like isn't O.D. kind of par for the course it is yeah, yeah. I can't die so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh you know what you're doing when you when you OD in the middle of a Ralph supermarket. Yep. That's right. But anyway, yeah, thank, uh, thanks for the concern. Yep. Um shattered speculum. Mm-hmm. God, you could shatter your
3: speculum when you OD like that.
2: Mm. Um but yeah, uh, go, go check it out. You can listen to the whole story. My ex
3: stole my speculum. I don't have one anymore. So.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we did, uh, I think we, we did like, I did like a full, like it was a long thing. Like you told the whole tale and I was like asking yeah. a lot of questions. So go check it out on Patreon. Um, Also, I want to mention, thanks to everybody for sending me a link to that Harlem Shake poop video. I knew the deviants that listen to this show every fucking week would be able to find that. One guy, I mean, I probably had like 10 people send me a link to that video. And one guy sent me a link like four hours, maybe four hours after the episode aired. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, I remember like waking up and then uh, I looked at, looked at my email, I'm like, oh shit, all these people have sent me fucking links to this disgusting video. And I got to say, it was kind of underwhelming. I mean, it was a yeah. bad shit video, I guess, but I don't know.
3: You had never seen it before? You'd only heard of no, it? No, i
2: I'd, I'd never even heard of it until mm-hmm. I read about it. i never heard of that guy until I read, I read about the Harlem Shake Poop video. It's just, you know how like, sometimes you there's a lot of memes and viral things on the internet you just kind of yeah. missed out on? It's just mm-hmm. one of the ones I just, I'm surprised I never heard about him, I never did. All right. But yeah, like, uh, thanks to the, and I should have known, like, our show, like, I remember when the Mr. Hands thing came out, people found that within, like, a day. So it's like, yeah, and I, our old Sick and Wrong forum used to have some of the most disgusting videos you could find on the internet. So yeah, our, our fans know where to find that stuff, so thank you for that. Uh, yeah. People support the show by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. We do appreciate that. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Sign up today. Um, and, yeah, you get, like, a lot of uh, extras, like the Harrison O.D. story. That's, that's a good one. Uh, we post a lot of outtakes. Um, we do uh, one extra news story and uh, a few extra phone calls that don't make it out of the regular show. We usually do the overflow on the Patreon page. So just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong and uh, sign up today. And people who have um, been waiting T-shirts, I actually mailed them out this week. So you should be getting T-shirts, and some of you are getting books as well. Um, and a special poster uh, very soon. So patreon.com slash sickandwrong, we appreciate it. I wanna say rest in peace to uh, a Brody Stevens, who um, I know Harrison doesn't know that guy, but I've seen that guy around town. He's like kind of like a one of those like local comics you just see all the time. Uh, Brody Stevens unfortunately committed suicide on Friday and, uh, and it's quite a loss to the LA comedy scene. Womp um, womp. Yeah, no, it sucks. I the guy had a lot of mental health issues, obviously, but he had a uh, a documentary comedy series on HBO called Brody Stevens, Enjoy It. Uh, he was one of those dudes that I've seen him quite a few times because he seemed to always be opening up for people. I saw him opening up for Neil Hamburger, but I've also seen him do the warm-up for shows like before taping. So like the Jeff Ross show, he did the warm-up there. Uh, Jim Jeffries did a warm-up there. Um, but he was one of those dudes that was like, a crowd work master. Like I don't think he really had much of a stand up set as much as 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 it was just like spont you know spontaneous crowd work, which to some people say that's kind of like, you know it's easy. It's like just to go do crowd work, but for somebody that can do it well, I think it's uh, quite a skill. So anyway, um, rest in peace, there, Brody Stevens. You will be missed. And on March fifth at the uh, Comedy Store, they're doing a Brody Stevens. I guess uh, a benefit show, which all oh, the proceeds are going to go to um, some hospitals around LA that, that deal with depression. So,
3: Oh, Merch I'll be fit. sure
2: to make sure I don't go to that. <laughs> I might actually go to it. I bet there's a lot of comics that are going to be there that night. Um, anyway, finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week is uh, I'm going to do a, uh, a song from mayhems first. It's not even It's like a bootleg that they did. The first thing they really put out methods called, of mayhem. No, the band Mayhem. <laughs> Uh, the Norwegian death metal band Mayhem. Uh, they did a bootleg album called Dawn of the Black Hearts, which actually had, it's it's kind of a famous cover of the original lead singer, Dead, who blew his head off with a shotgun. And the guy, Euronymous, this is in the movie Lords of Chaos as well. Euronymous, instead of, you know, calling the paramedics or the hospital in morgue 911, he just got a camera and took pictures of it and like staged a whole photo. And then he also, and it was kind of like a, I don't know if this is, It was never actually proven, but a lot of uh, rock folklore um, was saying that he actually took pieces of his brain and took pieces of his skull and made necklaces out of it. So, Mm. yeah. Um, Apparently, Serial Killers, Inc., which is a true crime collectibles and memorabilia company, are selling a two-page type letter from Mayhem founder, Euronymous, who uh, was murdered by the singer Burzum, Fardbukurnes, He sent this letter to rock manager, label rep, Tomás Formosí that includes a fragment of late singer um, Dead Olin's Skull. So Olin Dead, the original lead singer, committed suicide while his bandmate took photos of the corpse and collected pieces of the skull before calling the death end. And the photo actually graced the cover of the album Dawn of the Blackhearts. Um, Apparently there's been rumors for years about this skull and one of the guys uh, from Marduk... Morgan Evil Steinmeier Hacknason said that he actually has a, a piece of the skull and fragment fragments from uh, the shots, like pieces of bullets um, from the rifle. I think it was a shotgun, actually, um, from the shotgun shells. But anyway, we're going to end the show here with uh, – uh, the song Death Crush, which is the first track from the 1995 light Book Leg Donald Blackhearts. Great album. You should check out that movie, Lords of Chaos. Be away right, back next week with episode 676. Until then, take it, easy. <laughs>